Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast. It is October 22nd, and I am so fortunate to have all of you guys listening on this dreary Tuesday afternoon here, at least in New York City. Uh, So those of you that are new to my podcast, it is anything running lifestyle related. I have a diverse portfolio of individuals ranging from entrepreneurs to fit pros to runners themselves to run coaches to even people just interested in learning how to run and the different facets of running and what it brings uh, to the human mind even, which leads me to our guest speaker today. But before that, uh, I just want to you know, reiterate to all of you that if you ever would like to be on my podcast, please do not be afraid to reach out uh, just because I happen to be an elite female runner does not mean that you cannot be on this podcast. This is this is a very, really good way to bring a community of people together with a common interest running. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Eric Wilden, who is the founder of Dharma Running. And I brought him onto the podcast because I found that his approach is just very It's one of a kind, I want to say, for sure. And it's very interesting because many of us runners, including myself, I mean, I I tend to zone out when I run, but he takes a different approach uh, into the importance of running, but I'll let him elaborate on that. So, Eric, welcome. Hi, Allie. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining. Happy Tuesday. great to be here. Happy Tuesday to you, too. It's dreary here, too, in Philly. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least we're inside. Yep. <laughs> Not running. <laughs> Dry and warm. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, I would love for you in your own words to just tell the audience about your brand, yourself, and your biggest differentiator from what else is out there. Sure. So, I mean, I guess I'd start with myself. I'm... Um, just a regular guy, uh, you know, a dad, uh, husband, been running since I was about 33, uh, which was about the time I finished graduate school. Um, and I ran mostly recreationally for, uh, years and years. And then in, uh, 2009, I decided to do a year long running streak. So I kind of deepened my running practice at the time. I ran 366 days. Um, and, became more of a distance runner at that time. I, I went from, I remember I went from running probably the most I'd ever run was seven miles up to that point. And then that year I ran my first 5k and my first marathon. So I went right from uh, a short race to a long race, but um, it, it's just kicked off uh, years and years since then of running long distances. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, that's sort of my background. Since then, I've run 14 marathons. I've run a couple ultras, including a 50 miler uh, that I did to celebrate turning 50 last year. Um, and uh, recently, I've started doing workshops um, for Dharma running, um, which is the, the program I've put together based on uh, Buddhist philosophy and mindfulness. Um, so it's kind of mindful running, but I take it a, a step further 
than a lot of mindful running coaches do. So, and I think because I studied um, Buddhist philosophy and meditation, and because I trained as a chaplain in grad school, um, I've always had a focus on mindfulness and helping others as part of uh, my running routine. Uh, so what I did a few years ago is I got certified as a Roadrunners Club of America running coach so I can make you know that official. Um, and I wanted to use that certification kind of as a launching pad to bring the mindfulness and the, the Buddhist teachings in a, but in a non-religious way to runners who are, are interested in that. Um, and I say a non-religious way, you know, I, I talk about Buddhism and I use Buddhist terms, uh, and things like that, but Buddhism's more of a, a way of life than a religion. As a lot of people know, um, it's, it's a path that uh, someone can follow that starts with mindfulness and includes uh, other elements as well. Um, so what, I, what I'm doing is, uh, you know, workshops and trainings to give people tools to cultivate mindfulness, um, wisdom, and compassion uh, on the run, and then encouraging them to take those um, things into everyday life and uh, providing tools to, to cultivate them in everyday life as well. So, you know, I say I've been um, doing the Dharma running stuff for a few years now. It's still developing as I go along. It's really an organic process of kind of figuring out uh, what it is, what it means to me, what's important to the people I'm, I'm working with, uh, and I'm adjusting it as I go along that way. Um, my hope is to grow it to the point where I'm doing more workshops, uh, doing retreats. I've got a plan for, uh, for weekend retreats, um, regular group runs with folks, and then individual training for anybody who wants it. Um, and I'm also hoping to develop a platform that makes it easier for runners to use their running for good. Uh, you know, there's a lot of charity running out there and charity racing out there, but I want to help people raise awareness for causes that you know, that they care about the most, you know, you go into a charity, right, charity running, um, and you might have five different causes to choose from. I want to let people really, um, you know, further the causes that they think are important, and it really can help and benefit uh, local charities and local organizations uh, even better that way. Um, so, you know, and I'm calling that karma running to go along with Dharma running. That's just kind of a fun little thing. Um, so you, I think you asked what sets it apart from, sets me apart from other, um, yeah. 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 Well, first I just, I'm going to butt in. Um, yeah, I good, really, cause I ramble. So <laughs> no, it's, listen, listen, I'm the biggest yapper ever. Um, <laughs> I love that. You, <laughs> I love that you use mindfulness as a way to fuel your passion for running. That's like what I grasp from that. And I know that like, I mean, just you speaking about it, it shows that you're not only passionate about running and helping others, but finding a different way to maybe help others who aren't, you know, the most elite athletes or who might have, um, you know, a love for running that they might not even know about. And this is a certain way to kind of open the door for new people that yeah, I mean, might be interested in running. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not an elite athlete athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I was a very non-athletic kid, um, and I discovered uh, mindfulness and meditation before I discovered running. So that's kind of been at the 
at the heart of what I do. Um, you know, I, I said that I trained as a chaplain. I mean, that was, you know, my goal was to find ways to help other people. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things I learned in my year long running streak was how, um, how running inspires other people. Uh, you know, I was posting some of my runs on Facebook, like every, every week or two I would post, Oh, this is day, whatever it is of my, uh, year long streak. And I would hear back from people, Oh, wow, I've been following this. I've started running. It's really making a difference in my life. Thank you so much. You're, you're inspiring me. And I mean, I'll take credit for the Facebook post, but I, I can't take credit for the, you know, the people getting out there and actually doing the work, but it feels really good to be able to inspire people to make a change in their life that has a positive impact like that, like running can on someone, the ways that it helps people become more healthy, more fit. Um, you know, it, it can make people more confident. It can make, it can help people with depression. It can help. And it's not, not, not saying it's a cure for those things, but, um, it can help. And it's helped me in all of those ways, actually. So to be able to take something that I'm passionate about and, uh, and that's changed my life and use it to inspire other people to do the same thing in their lives, it really, it's very exciting. Um, you know, I, I wish it was my full-time job. <laughs> Um, what is your full-time job? Well, so I, I, uh, help run a home care agency. It's a, a nonprofit agency that provides, uh, home care and other services in the home for older adults in Philadelphia. So I've been doing that for about seven or eight years and I've been working for nonprofits for most of my adult life, um, in, in different forms. So I'm, I'm taking that into, you know, I brought that mentality that I have, of uh, working in, you know, in the nonprofit sector um, where the focus is on its mission based. I mean, just the same way Dharma running is mission based. My mission is to help people with um, who want to, to use running to cultivate wisdom, to cultivate mindfulness, to cultivate compassion uh, within themselves, to, to, make their lives better and to inspire them to make the lives of other people better around them and make the world a better place. I mean, not to overstate it or anything, but I think running oh, can no. change the world. <laughs> You're not, it, it can, it can change yeah. some world, but I love a few things you mentioned there. Um, you, you mentioned that, you know, you, you felt really good when people started looking at your posts and it wasn't necessarily for you you were happy that you were able to inspire other people to, you know, change their lives maybe through you sharing your own experience. And there's nothing more, like there's nothing more rewarding. I could relate to that to me um, as well. I use social media as a platform to, you know, pay forward what I weren't. Uh, so I, I love that. And, um, you know, it speaks for itself. I mean, what you do for your full-time job it really shows that you just really care about others. Um, and you know, so I mean, everything, everything going on here, I love, and you can become a run coach full time. Um, yeah. it's, you have the passion for it. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm working hopefully towards something like that. And, you know, you talk about, um, you talk about being compassionate and, and mindful and everything. And, uh, you know, none of us is perfect. Right. So we're all on that path and it's good to, it's good to inspire people. You know, I, I, of course I was posting everything on Facebook back when I was doing my running streak and, you know, there's sort of a, 
there, there's a yes. I'm using I'm using social media for good by helping other people, by inspiring other people, and I love that you're doing that. I think it's great. Um, you know, for me, there's always that line of where does it become. Uh, more self-serving. And so mind, that's something that mindfulness helps with too. And everything that we do, it helps us uh, to kind of really look even more closely than we already do it at every action that we're taking to determine whether it's something that's that we're doing to serve ourselves or whether we're doing to serve others. And, you know, there's balance. We can't, it, you know, serving others 100% of the time is impossible for almost everybody as far as I know. But, um, you know, to be mindful, to be aware of it, and aware of that line um, is really important, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's hard to differentiate the two. Like, you know, when I was actually in Chicago for the marathon, um, I had two people, people running it. But I just I personally am someone that gets like I love watching marathon running. Mm -hmm. I just love it. It's different than running one, too. And yeah it was just kind of like incredible just all over. I mean, just seeing all these people, like it was so, it was like, I felt, I felt at home away just because there was all these runners. Everyone was doing the same thing with smiles for the most part. And it was just a great place to be. So, you know, yes, I agree. It's, it's hard to kind of like find that happy place, but if you're just, if you really genuinely act and believe like the way you're saying you do and you do, um, it'll just come across that way. That's what I yeah, do. And it's, and there's a cycle you inspire people and you get inspired back by that. And you just, you know, it just, it snowballs. Um, and that's how passion for things like this builds, right. By, by yeah. doing it for others, seeing them do it for themselves. And then it, it all comes back full circle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, I think you already covered what sets you apart from others. Um, because I actually, I need to work on, like, I would love to work on being more mindful when I run. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, this sounds amazing. Like this is inspiring to me. Like just you talking about this, it's because it's such a different approach, uh, that I think it's really important, especially you know, that runners, including myself, I used to think I knew it all and I do not know it all at all. <laughs> so this is, this is a very good way to kind of take a step back and be more grateful of like what you could do for others rather than yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, it's really interesting that you talk about not knowing it all because one of the, uh, one of the key tenets of uh, one of the, the Buddhist schools that I follow is not knowing. It's being comfortable with, with um, uncertainty, being comfortable in a place where you've had the rug pulled out from you under you and you just, you know, you're kind of floating in this ambivalence. Um, and it's and that's how we live, really. If you get down to it, none of us really knows um, everything when you get right down to it. So being training yourself to be comfortable with that is, is a good step in the right direction. Um, really learning how to be okay with not knowing everything, being, be, be okay with not being the expert on everything. Um, and so mindfulness is a, the start of that. Um, and what I generally teach, there's actually three different, um, three different trainings. And this comes out of, um, it comes out of, uh, Zen and Tibetan Buddhism. 
the other there's mindfulness is a foundation of it but the other two are wisdom and compassionate action so what i'm working to do with dharma running is give people the the tools for mindfulness which can benefit you as a runner but also can benefit you in your relationships with other people and in, you know what you're doing in the world um helping people with the tools to develop a wisdom of interconnectedness so to really learn to see that the the world is made up of of interconnected people interconnected things that obviously we're all connected in some way and to base your actions on that so that's a compassionate action piece and without without all three of those um legs to stand on you know the path can veer off in one direction or the other so if you're only focused on mindfulness um it can easily become a, a habit of self-absorption you know i'm focused on myself i'm focused on my mind i'm focused on my body we start to forget about what's outside of us um and the same thing with the other two uh, elements. If we're only focused on wisdom and this sort of philosophy of interconnectedness, we can easily just get really boring and just talk about that all the time. We can become sort of academic in our approach and turn people off that way. Um, and then if we're focused only on the action piece, going out into the world and doing what we think is right, then we can then we can kind of become dogmatic. Um, that's where we get, that's where we get stuck in our ways and we don't have the sort of the wisdom and the mindfulness underlying it, uh, to kind of guide us in the right direction when it comes to the actions we're taking in the world. So what I'm trying to do with Dharma running is help people use running to cultivate all three of those things and then to turn it around so that they're using that path to um to have more fun running make running a, a bigger part of their lives a more spiritual part of their lives um and you know i i we were talking earlier about um a lot of runners being type a people most runners probably are i don't i don't i don't know all those runners but uh, i definitely consider myself more of a type b runner and in fact the my the um the motto of dharma running is slow down with dharma running you know, it's yeah. you can use running. Maybe you're running fast. Maybe you're running slow. But you can use running to help yourself slow down in the rest of your life, and see what's around you, and interact with it from a from more of a place of mindfulness and compassion. Yeah, I love that. And yes, I I said that because you know it's they runners that I I just I know even myself I I need to like know I have I need to have a set structure. I need to like stick to my plan often. But you know. I've backed away from that. I'm just becoming a coach and just hearing your approach and being just so like open to suggestions and change was something very new to me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, um, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We so can I'm, get stuck in our ways. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone can even, you know, uh, even, even someone on a spiritual path can get stuck in their ways and not, you know, they might sit on a meditation cushion and never get up and run when it might be more beneficial for them to get off their butt and go take a run once in a while. So yeah. it can go either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right about that one. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next question. So we could talk about this forever, but yeah. I do want through these. Um, yeah. So yeah. why, um, what brought you um, to saying yes to the Run With Alley Live podcast today? Well, I think it had to do with 
Um, well, listening to your podcast, I've enjoyed your podcast um, and listening to the variety of, of guests that you've had on. You've had running coaches, you've had nutritionists, you've had um, people who are entrepreneurs in the field. And I think w- that I see what you're trying to do is really create this holistic approach um, to running and really bring the, the whole community together because there's, there can be a community of coaches, there can be a community of people. You know, people doing the apps or people, you know, the entrepreneurs trying to start running related businesses. There are people focused on the nutrition, people focused on this and that, people in the medical field, all doing something related to running somehow. But what you're doing is creating a community and bringing bringing all those people together in one place. And, you know, I think that that shows that um, you're looking yourself at the interconnectedness out there. You're seeing that, um, you know, this person over here who's um, an entrepreneur working on whatever their running related business might be and this person who's a coach and this person who's in in the medical field they may not seem connected um, but you can bring them together and you start the when you bring them together you start to realize what the connections really are and you realize that they're more connected than you thought in the first place and so that you know I think that people are benefiting from that in your you know and what you're doing with your podcast and your coaching and so of course I wanted to come on and talk. I mean, I love that you said that because to be honest with you, that's actually correct. And you're the only one that really like, truly picked up on that like that. Um, and I, I just find that like very interesting because I used to be, uh, you know, I like not a coach, a runner. Um, and I did it, you know, very leisurely. There was a point where I was more intimidated like especially at the boston marathon when i had no idea like what it was going to be like i was like really intimidated and then i became a coach and went to the other side and just started talking to all of these people and i think kind of another part of the silver lining of me getting injured and getting that quad strain piriformis syndrome was having the opportunity to work with the doctors of pt and you know the specialists um on that end because Yes, they're interested in running, but of course, from a doctor's standpoint, and then speaking to entrepreneurs who, you know, uh, similar to like you and I just have their different take on running in their businesses and then just like straight up run coaches. Um, and you know, even elite athletes, everyone just loves running. So, um, and not only that, but you know, there's, it's a great community. There's such a big community and I'm trying to bring the community together because no one's better. They have everything in common and like, why not just share the love? Yeah. The running community is really amazing. And it, it, you know, it takes more than running to be a runner. So it's good that you bring it all together in one place. That mental toughness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so speaking of what, what it takes to be a runner, um, what are your top favorite things, three things about being a runner? Um, yeah, so the first thing that um, comes to mind when I think about what, you know, what makes me, what I love about being a runner is um, that it's brought out a side of me that I never had as a kid um, growing up. I was really, I mentioned I was non-athletic. I used to get bullied. I was more of the, you know, I guess I was more of the intellectual type. Um and never really involved in sports. And when I tried, I was not very good at them. Um, running so at somewhere along the road, after I started running, I realized that um, I was an athlete. 
it was actually I was at the I was at the Boston Marathon and took the bus up to the start and you walk under the sign that says welcome to the athletes village and I looked at it and I thought oh my god I'm an athlete this is incredible that was probably the first time I ever thought of myself as an athlete so that was really exciting to me and because of that um, you know I'm a different person than I was uh, and running you know if you're if you grow up like that bullied and um, uh, dealing with dealing with that sort of thing growing up you know there's a lot of trauma involved at different levels I mean I'm I'm not I'm not you know I'm not suffering major PTSD or anything but running has helped me alleviate some of the trauma I experienced in that bullying and it's given me um, a way of rewriting the image of myself of who I am you know from a place of low self-esteem um, and insecurity to a place where I have um, more confidence and more pride in what I'm doing um, you know it's not it's not always there, but, um, you know, I, now I know that going out for a run is always going to help me with that. Um, and so I've been able to kind of, um, build my self-esteem, build my confidence, uh, and at the same time become a more fit and healthy person. I started running after grad school and I had gained like 25 pounds, um, when I was in grad school. And I think I saw some pictures of myself and said, Oh my God, I got to start running. And I've, I was in Boulder, Colorado of all places, um, and hadn't been running for three years that I was there. So I started just before I moved back to Philly and, um, you know, I was able to lose 25 pounds and feel really fit and healthy again, probably more than I ever had in my life. And now at 50 years old, I feel the healthiest I've been and fittest I've been in my life. So that's my first favorite thing about running. Um, and the second one I already talked about, it's inspiring people. Um, you know, which I realized 10 years ago when I was doing my running streak and posting on Facebook. And I realized that I was helping people find that path or showing, not even helping them find anything, but kind of, um, kind of showing them that there was a path there that they could take to feel better about themselves, to be healthier, to be more fit, um, and to, to have the benefits that running had for me. Um, so that's a big deal. And then, the third thing, my third favorite thing about being a runner is, is the community. It's really the people I've met through running. Um, it's the friendships that I've that I've developed and that I've um, deepened. You know, go, I have friends here who, you know, I knew them maybe five, six years ago, kind of tangentially. We were maybe, you know, soccer dads together or whatever, would see each other here and there. And they come out to running groups that I'm a part of now and we run together once a week or you know we have a big text chain with probably a dozen people on it and we'll you know who's running tomorrow morning what's going what's the plan for this weekend um and so a lot of my runs are with other people now and I just I really I really enjoy that I get to know people better um and you have somebody who holds you accountable too um and if they don't hold you accountable, they're at least going to make fun of you when you bail on a run, you know, at five yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Ha it's happened more than once. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's great to it's great to have people to meet up with for running, um, but not just for running, but for, you know, hanging out, learning more about people's lives. And, you know, I've started to see 
I live in the suburbs. It's not, it's a, it's a medium sized suburb outside of Philadelphia. And, but we have a, we have Elkins Park beer runners, which is, you know, one of the group that we started here based on another group, um, in Philadelphia, the Fishtown beer runners, which was the original beer runners. But this group, I see people show up at this group, um, for the first time. And then six months later, they're part of this family of runners. And it's so exciting to see. And so it makes me so happy to know that I'm part of that, that, um, I'm part of, you know, whatever it is that's bringing people together, even if they're not, you know, maybe I'm not the person they befriend, but somebody, you know, somebody made a connection with them. And it's just amazing to see that. I love that a lot. So it's kind of like my tribe. It's uh, the running community is my tribe. Of course. Of course. It's, it's my life. That's what I'm trying to do with like creating the local running clubs around the like nation. But right now I'm starting with Williamsburg because one thing at a time, but yeah, I mean, just trying to outsource like coaches to, you know, help do what you're doing, what you just mentioned, foster a community of people to not only hold you accountable, but to make it fun. Like you mentioned before right. the podcast, because running should be fun. Yeah. And it is fun. It's, it's you know, I'll th- I think it's fun when you include beer in it. It's that's one thing we do here. Um, but it's fun, you know, even those Sunday morning long runs during a marathon training when everybody's kind of talking about what their different trainings are and we, you know, we, we push each other a little bit. We, we try to hold each other back a little bit when it's time to rein it in, which never seems to work. You know, if I have friends who will run and We'll say, well, okay, let's we got to take this next mile a little bit slower, and then we take the next mile faster than the last one. We don't. It's hard to slow down when you're with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you like, don't want to like be the like last one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it's it all worked out, and it's all like a great, just positive thing to be doing with others. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, I think so too. Um, so. Last question for you. It's not a short one, but uh, I do value your approach, and I I discuss this with you. Um, it's different than mine, but the two and two mm-hmm. could do really well when they overlap and they bring people together. So, um, how do you think like your approach could bring value to my runners, and maybe like vice versa as well? Um, like what advice would you provide for people looking to, yeah, for both? So I, you know, I think that, um, it's good to have balance in your life. Um, I think that healthiest people are the ones who they balance, um, deep introspection with skillful action. That's how I've, I've put it before. Um, and it's easy to get stuck in either one of those modes, um, so if we were too introspective, then we, you know, we kind of risk our ego taking over and our habits and we get focused on our own desire, our own ambition. You know, we, we could push ourselves too hard um, and action without introspection can turn into that militant mindset, the kind of dogmatic approach that I was talking about mm-hmm. before that doesn't allow for other voices. So I think combining approaches like ours were once focused on um, – uh, you know, holistic, a, a holistic approach to physical fitness and the others focused on using that approach to become more engaged with compassionate work in the world. I think that's a good, healthy balance. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, I think I said this to you that our approaches are kind of like the yin and yang of running and fitness. They play off each other and, you know, create genuinely authentic individuals in an interconnected world. 
Um, I think there's, you know, I think that, uh, it, you know, I'm more of a meditation coach than a running coach. I combine them, but meditation is my foundation. And you as an elite runner, um, obviously running is your running, running's first and foremost for you. So I think there's a balance there um, because a lot of people, a lot of runners will, you know, push themselves uh, beyond the point that they should, should go to sometimes. And I think my, my sort of type B approach is take it, take it a little easy. It's kind of, there's kind of a push and pull, I think, between those two approaches. Definitely. One is, oh, one, well, yeah. I don't want to confuse yeah. As a coach, I definitely preach, do not overdo it and listen to right. your body. But I get what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm by no means a meditation coach. Um, well, yeah. And I don't, I yeah. don't mean to say that you're pushing anybody too hard. It's, it's, no. we're the ones responsible. It's the, it's the, it's the clients that are responsible for that. So it's good for them to, to get a healthy dose of someone who's kind of pulling them in the opposite direction. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the little angel and the devil on your shoulder. Yeah. One's telling you to do your speed work. And one's telling you, eh, you know, sleep another hour. That's important too. Oh my God. But like, I like Those both, both angels actually. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep is everything though. In all seriousness. It's, I sleep is oh the God. number one, number one, uh, tool for good. Anything. Yes. Good, yes. Good I mean, after the half marathon, I slept for 13 hours. It was, <laughs> it was like no shame. It was, I needed it. It was so yeah. good. Like, you know, and I felt like a different person after, mm -hmm. So you know, transformative. It is. It is unbelievably. So, um, so, uh, without further ado, uh, is there anything you want to add or any, you know, last suggestions, tips to everyone listening? I don't know. I think, I think, um, for me, it's the, the slow down piece. It's take a look at, um, what's around you when you're running and, you know, use those, use the opportunities when you can and when they come up and no matter where you are, one of the things for me about, um, a lot of the mindful running stuff out there is that, you know, it seems to all take place in the woods somewhere or, you know, on the beach with the setting sun behind you. And it's, you know, you can be mindful in the middle of, um, in the middle of traffic, in the middle of rush hour, you know, be mindful of the <laughs> the traffic lights. Be mindful of the walk signs and things like that. Be you know, be mindful of what's around you and where you are at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we we can always wish we were somewhere else, but we're not. We're where we are. So whether it's um, you know running or not, just sort of try to take those moments when you can that uh, you maybe you notice that things are a little quieter on the inside for you and take a few breaths, look around and, you know, think about, um, think about the fact that we're all connected and think about the fact that uh, we're all kind of in this together. Uh, it's, you know, that's good when you're on a group run, you can kind of, uh, kind of practice that um, sense of interconnection and compassion for the other people you're with. But I noticed that even uh, outside of running, you know, it's good in um, in line at the grocery store is always an example I give, you know, when we want to be frustrated with yeah. ourselves or with other people, which happens, you know, happens in our training, too. We get frustrated with ourselves, but just take a few breaths, slow down, 
that's my, so that's my, uh, that's my advice to runners. Slow down. And that, thank you for that advice. Cause I could incorporate that into my own life as well. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. <laughs> of course. Um, and yeah, so everybody, um, let's thank Eric here, uh, for his time. Eric, thank you so, so much for thank joining you, Allie. My pleasure. I'm going to be sharing um, all of your information on the iTunes episode uh, with, you know, anything else you want me to share, including your website and everything and your contact information. So you might have some people heading you up. Um, and that's a that. good thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, until um, next time, uh, guys, thank you so much again for listening. And I will see you at the same time, same place next week with another runner. So, you know, again, another different guest speaker. (laughs) So have a great Tuesday night. And until next week, I will see you guys. And thank you, Eric. Thanks, Allie. Bye. Take care.